Alright, the Lord is good. I said the Lord is good. If you believe, you give me an amen. amen. Let's declare that word we normally declare when we want to study. Very important that we use our tongue rightly. We think the right thoughts and say the right things. Let's begin by declaring God's word. One, two, go. The Lord has given me the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him. And I'm being filled with the knowledge of His will. In all spiritual wisdom and understanding, as a result of this, I'm walking in a manner worthy of the Lord. I am pleasing Him in all respects. I am bearing fruit in every good work, and I'm increasing in the knowledge of God. Now again, I incline my ears to His Word. The Word is entering my heart. It is giving me light and direction. It is healing me in every area, and it's making me more and more like the Lord Jesus. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. I said amen. amen. If you believe, you give me an amen. amen. That's your portion once again today in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. The word will enter your heart. It will give you light and direction. Amen. It will heal you in every area. Amen. And it will make you more and more like the Lord Jesus. Amen. In the name of Jesus Christ. Alright, please open your Bibles to the book of Psalms, chapter 34. School of Prayer. Jesus said men ought always to pray and not to get tired of praying. If it wasn't so important... He would not have said this so emphatically. Men ought always to pray and not to get tired of praying. You know, I was reading the Bible um, today, well, this morning from the book of Romans chapter 12. And there's, a reason, there's something that led to it because I'm doing a series of teachings somewhere on the creation of purpose. And then we, I read Romans chapter 12. So my Bible was left open there. So this morning when I picked it up, I began to read. And something struck me, maybe because today our school of prayer, all right? That if you read, after Paul talked about everybody having a gift, he now said, this is something we must all do. From verse 9, don't open to it, I'll just read out to you. Let love be without hypocrisy. Above what, above what is evil, that is, hate what is evil. Cling, he said, to what is good. Be devoted to one another in brotherly love. Give presence, preference to one another in honor. Not lagging behind intelligence, fervent in spirit, Serving the Lord, rejoicing in hope, persevering in tribulation, he now said, devoted to prayer. Are you getting my point? That is, he was saying every believer, no matter your gift. I noticed that he didn't even say some people have a gift for prayer earlier than. He just said, everybody be devoted to prayer. It's a sign of being a Christian. It's a sign of hope. It's a sign that you're expecting something. You know, something struck me today. I don't want to build it up on it yet. I don't know as I say in it. But I was just reading again the book of Mark chapter 11. Something led to it. Okay, now I was listening to a message in my car. So the man of God said something. So I went and picked that portion and read it again. I said, wow. That Jesus said, believe that you receive. Are you getting my point? I noticed that he said the literal Greek is that the Lord said, believe that you receive and you shall have. Then that made me start thinking. That he said, when he said, believe that you have received them. The literal Greek is that believe that you receive. He didn't put them or it or whatever. He said you shall have. That is, suddenly I had a question answered. The English made sense. The faith made sense. What was he saying? That when you pray, you must have this attitude that you believe. Now, like I said, I won't develop it now. But you believe that you receive. Now, you can look at it two ways. You can look at that you believe that you have received. But it's also appropriate to look at it like this. 
believe that you are receiving. I don't know what I get my point. That even though you don't see it, you know it is working. Even though you don't, you know, you can't lay hands on it yet, you know the thing is working. That God has granted it, so it's in a process, it's working in your life. So you don't get discouraged. Because that's probably a lot of Christians have had. They say, okay, uh, some people now say that, because this is one of the balance I think many of us didn't understand those days. And I go and say, one of our brothers actually used to do it. He prayed to the Lord for a car, he'll come and tell you, you know, I have a new car. I'll be pushing him around to come and show us the car. <laughs> it was a problem we used to have. And after a while, we got him. So next time he tell that, hey, I have a new house, we'll say amen. And we'll just leave him like that. Because we now understood that what he was operating. But a lot of people, they found it hard to be able to relate with that. That, okay, how do I handle that? It was today as I listened to that message. The man just gave the literal Greek and suddenly it made sense. That was Jesus saying, Listen, you may not say it now, but if you are convinced that it's on its way, it's working, then you shall have it. Are you getting my point? That's why he can say, believe that you receive and you shall have. Because you shall have means that you realize that it's not in your hand right now. And that's what the Lord said, you shall have. Which means, therefore, what you do is that once you have prayed, are you getting my point? You, re- you believe that the process is already working. Know it for sure, it's already working. You know, I was listening to that. The same man, man of God was preaching about the old, an old woman he went to minister to. And he just told the woman, look, 82-year-old, had cancer, was going to die. He said, look, you don't have to die now. And he left. He said, see yourself as living. Just see yourself as living. Two years later, he saw the woman looking 55. He didn't recognize her. He said, she just looked as if, um, he, said, you know, he said, one woman just came, grabbed him and gave him a hug. I was like, what's going on? What's going on? He said, you don't know me? No. Introduce herself. Say, what, you? Then he gave her a walk back, you know. <laughs> what happened? He said, the woman said, oh, I just did what you said. I started seeing myself as healed. And then the tumor started shrinking. I started getting better. Little by little until one day I found out that I was totally well. Two years later, the woman was looking 50-something. At that time, she was 84 or 85. If that was two or three years later. But she was 82 when he was talking to her, a few years later, she was away. So what did you do differently? So I said, I seen myself healed. I started looking and say, I started thinking, okay, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to, because I was a preacher. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I started seeing myself healed. I stopped seeing myself as dying because the initial thing was that, listen, I'm going to die. You guys should leave me alone. Let me die. I said, no, I am not dying anymore. And the moment she began to see that, then the tumor said that, ah, oh, this woman said, are you getting my point? And it began to depart. Are you getting my point? Listen, one of the problems with a lot of us Christians we don't we have, is we don't realize that prayers sometimes, the answer sometimes is a process. It's a process, especially when it comes to the matter of prosperity. Many of us are waiting for a breakthrough, just walk on the road like this, just a, a bag will just fall from the sky. Bah! On your back. You say, what is that? Open it. Gadamolo, dollar, or more. You know? That's what we're waiting for. And it doesn't usually happen like that. Occasionally, when God says you're about to die, he may just send you 10,000 naira. Father, thank you. Thank you. You go and buy something. You eat. You survive on that day. Ah, wait for the next 10,000 naira. You go like that and give me 10,000. Forget it. You just go and find some job to do. <laughs> but what he does is that he changes your mind that poverty is not your portion. And you say amen. I don't have a job right now. It does not mean I'm a failure. And then you say amen. Are you getting my point? And as you're saying like that, little by little, one day it takes time. It may take a while. 10 years, 15 years, you look back. You are not only rich, you are very rich. The Bible says that the man became rich and kept on growing richer until he became very wealthy. That's what he said concerning Abraham. This is a process, Isaac. That's what he said. It's a process. The man became rich and kept on growing richer until he became very wealthy. We want to just be walking on the road and just only become very wealthy. Say, what happened? I don't know. It is God. You know that? (laughs) 
No, God really doesn't do like that. He likes people to be able to explain, you know, give a proper testimony that, yes, I was a failure before, but I realized I didn't have to fail. I got up and I began to work. First day, I made 20 naira. Next day, I said, oh, 20 naira can be made now. I came back the following day. I found I could do 20 again, do 30. Then one day, I was doing it in thousands. And then one day, the Lord opened a greater door, and I started doing it in millions. Now, I'm empowering many people. Are you getting my point? It may have taken a while. That's why I say, believe you receive. It's not as if you have received yesterday. Believe that it's working. The moment you prayed, something began to work. And then one day you will see physically in your life. Let's, let's start with giving thanks. Say, Father, thank you that you're always working in my life. Let's start with thanksgiving. No, just start with thanksgiving. Many people are just looking for, oh, instantaneous something. In spiritually, yes, it happened instantaneously. But it began to work out. Listen, your prosperity is working out. Your future is working out. Your health is working out. You are not as sick today as you were yesterday. You may not realize it. That thing is getting better. That thing is getting better. That thing is getting better. Your child is getting better. Your life is getting better. That thing, look, listen, your ministry is getting better. Doors are opening for you. You don't even realize God is preparing those doors. It is working in your life. Jesus answers your prayers. The Father loves you. You pray in the name of Jesus, and God is doing something in your life now. It's working. It's working. It's working. Oh, like I like to say, life is working. He's giving life to my mortal body. Begin to give the Lord thanks for that. Declare, say, Lord, I thank you. I, no, no, no. I may not feel like it, but I know it. You are working. I may not feel like it, but I know it. You are working. I may not feel like it, but I know it. I believe. Because it's not by my feeling. It's by my faith. I believe. Oh, just remember something that you have prayed to the Lord for. Remember it. Remember something you have prayed to the Lord concerning Remember something you pray to the Lord concerning. And begin to give God thanks for that. Because he's answered that prayer. The thing is just walking. Remember what we said? Wait while your transaction is processing. Yes, you have keyed in the keywords. It is J-E-S-U-S, Jesus. But you are waiting because the transaction is processing. Begin to give the Lord thanks. It is working. Health is working. Health is working. Oh, listen, it is working. The heart is getting better. The kidneys are getting better. The liver is getting better. The skin is getting better. You get, oh, it is working. It is working. You must never, never let go of faith because it is working. Though the angels will not go back. They will reach you because you will hold on to faith. Say, Lord, I thank you. Begin to give him thanks this, this, this evening. Oh, the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead is working in you, is giving life to your mortal body, is giving life to your mortal body, is working in every part of you, is working in every part of you, is causing you to recover, is energizing that healing that God prepared for you in Christ Jesus, is energizing it, is manifesting. Jesus said, you shall have. What does that mean? A day will come, you will realize that it has happened. A day will come. You will look and say, oh, who begat me all of these children? It is working. God is recovering something for you. He's turning something around. Know it. Whether you feel like it or not, know it. It is working. It is working. It is working. It is working. Life is working. The answer of the Lord is working in your life. The answer of the Lord is working in your life. It's opening doors that, were, that appear to be closed. This is not by how we feel. Sometimes it might take a while for you to see it, but it's working all the same. It is working all the same. 
Just give the Lord thanks this evening. Say, Lord, I thank you. Oh, thank you. Because I'm, I do, I'm not moved by what I see. I am not moved by what I hear. I am moved by the word that the Lord Jesus spoke. He said, you answered me and it is working. Oh, Father, we give you thanks. Let us thank him. In the name of Jesus, we have prayed. In Nigeria, he's working. I said, in Nigeria, he's working. In your life, he is working. The Spirit of Christ is working in your life. He's making you better than you were yesterday. He's making you stronger than you were yesterday. In the name of Jesus, you are better than you were yesterday. Amen. Listen, the word works. Amen. It's improving your life. Amen. There's a process. It's working inside you. Amen. You are not the man you used to be. Amen. You are not the woman you used to be. Amen. You are healthier than before. Amen. Spiritually, you are stronger than before. Amen. You have more insight than before. Amen. You, look, listen, you're a student. All right, fine. You can remember better than before. Amen. You understand better than before. Amen. Listen, it is working. Amen. The spirit of Christ is working in you. Amen. The answer of God is manifesting in your life. Amen. You are receiving. Amen. I say you are receiving. Amen. I say you are receiving. Amen. The one day he said you shall have. Amen. That is, it will happen one day you open your eyes. Listen, you have collected the first class. Are you getting my point? You open your eyes one day. Yes, you did your first degree. It was not fantastic. You did a master's degree. You are a distinction student. Because it worked in you. Poverty is dying. Because it's already dead. Prosperity is manifesting. Because it has already been granted. Productivity has come into your life. You are better than you used to be. And tomorrow you'll be better than today. Your faith is stronger than ever before. Because the life of Christ is working in you. Listen, whether it is genetic or it's an infection, it is acquired, every disease is being healed right now. Because the life of Christ is working. In the name of Jesus Christ. One of the things that God gives his children is hope. And that's one thing I want Christians to understand. Why does he use the word hope? And even he himself said, the Paul was teaching. He said, a man does not hope for that which he can see. Then why does God always grant hope? It means, therefore, that many things he has granted, people can't see with the normal eyes. But they must hold on to hope because one day they shall see it. Are you getting my point? That's the way it is. One day they shall see it. And I'm saying one day you will see it. You know, thank God for miracles. Thank God for, you know, instantaneous testimonies. But I think Christians have not appreciated God's working enough. You know, it's only those dramatic things. I was just going on the road, though. I needed 25,000. One man just stopped me. He said, you look like a child of God. Here, this is 25,000. You come and testify. And it happens once in a while. It happens once in a while. Except that it's not every day. So when somebody prays, he doesn't see that. He just assumes that God didn't answer. And you know the, you know the word I said before, the word of God reasons. We were teaching was there, yeah, was on Sunday, that's in the Makode. I said, listen, you can ask God for 200,000 and the word decides you don't need it. 
There is no problem you want to solve. Let's solve the problem. <laughs> Are you getting my point? People just say, I, I, I believe God for 200,000. It's coming, it's coming. Then by Friday, it will come. I declare it. Friday, it, Friday came. Mm-hmm. Alert. You, 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 you refreshed your email again and again and again. Not to enter. You never understand that the word, the word that man said is not true. Because do I look like a robot? I knew the problem. And I decided that is not a 200,000 error problem. That is a wisdom problem. That is a favor problem. So I sent favor. And you are telling me I didn't answer. Of course I answered. I hope you are getting my point here. I sent favor. I sent wisdom. If you are settled down and believe that I know I'm working, then you settle down and suddenly something will say that 200,000 error for what? You wanted to pay for this place? Come, let me show you a place that is better. And it's only 25,000. Then you go and look and say, wow. And you now say, God didn't answer. Of course he answered. I hope you're getting my point. I want us to know. Faith means that we know that we are receiving. Are you getting my point? Faith means we know. Even, I can't, even though I can't see. That's why God gives hope. He gives people hope. And what Satan tries to steal from people is hope. You see a young man. Nothing has happened to him. He's not broke. He has food. He's eating. And then he's sad. Why are you sad? He says, thought about the future. <laughs> have you eaten this money? Yes. Are you stranded? No. You have money to transport yourself from here to the next place? Yes. Then why are you sad? He has thought about the future. <laughs> One day, a brother sent me a message. He said somebody is about to resign a 48 million naira a year job to carry the children and go and start living in Canada. And he said, is a fellow normal? He said he doesn't understand what this boy has seen. That is, you are earning 48 million naira per annum salary. Then you decided Nigeria is by you are going to Canada. You resign this job. Canadian government is waiting for you to take care of you or what? What? Hope. That is destiny. They just look to the future. See, Nigeria looks scattered. Canada looks ordered. Listen, the destiny, the hope, the salvation of your children and your family is not in a geographical location. It's in God. I hope you're getting my point. And listen, I told you, because of you, you are the salt of the earth. Amen? Amen. This country must good by us. Wherever you, your children are located, Good must could there. Yeah. Because you're a force for good. I've seen people, I remember those, that told you a story. When I was earning six to 12,000, no, which would dash me 12,000. When I was earning like six to eight or 10,000 a month, a man could raise 1.5 million. Listen, I had finished NYSC, I was working in a teaching hospital, and my salary was like, Something between eight, around 8,000. Yet a man could raise 1.5 million. What did he do to decide to do with it? To try and buy a RNG visa for himself, his wife, and his sister-in-law or his sister. Three people share him, his wife, and one other person. So I was scratching my head. You mean you have 1.5 million? I don't know whether you're getting my boy. He didn't borrow it. Too. He had it. And this is what you plan to... Of course, the deal scattered. It was not to get his money back that was the issue now. I said, why would people do that? 
Because hope has been taken from them. And that is why God gives us hope. And how does he give us hope? By the entrance of his word. So when my word enters people, it creates an expectation for them. Are you getting my point? Abraham had lost hope. God said, listen, listen to this. This, your wife will bear a child. Then he believed in a new hope. Hope is created by the entrance of the word. Are you getting my point? And then, the hope that God gives does not make a shape. That's something Christians must learn. It's not just instantaneous miracles God works. He puts a hope in front of you and it starts working in your life till you arrive to that place. Let's give thanks again. Say, Lord, I thank you because my hope is manifesting. My hope is manifesting. My hope is manifesting. You have put something in front of me to manifest. Say, Lord, I thank you because I've been thoroughly, totally, completely delivered. Say, life is working in me. Every blessing is working in me. I have been blessed with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. And it is working. Blessing is a power. You must understand that. Father, we give you thanks. Let me just pass a comment on that. Blessing, if I give you, I give, I give you something like this now. You say, oh, you blessed me with that. That is not bad. You know, it's good. But when God blesses people, <laughs> his blessing is not, blessing is not a gift. Like what I mean, it's not, a, it's not that thing. Blessing is a spiritual substance, which is God's enablement that he gives somebody to succeed. That's what he does. You hear that? And God blessed them and said, be fruitful. That's a blessing. Blessing is ability. It's enablement. When God makes something, what he looks, I told you the other day when I was preaching here, that this is how God gives things to people. He wants to give you, assuming a house, wants to give you a car, wants to give you a wife, wants to give you a business. He just goes, you, receive a car. And a wise person will say, amen. Next person says, receive a house. Look at it and say, take a wife. Look at another person and says, receive a business. And the foolish man will say, where is it? <laughs> the wise one just says, amen. Why? The moment he issues forth a word, his word is an enablement, is a blessing. It's an enablement to discover, to find, to create, to manufacture. It's enablement that he puts inside you. That's what his word is. So when he made them in the beginning, he said, you come. Be fruitful. Multiply. Fill the earth. Subdue it. And just told them that, and he said, move. What he has done is to create what? Enablement. What that means is that when that fellow now gets up tomorrow, and begins to do something, the earth must yield the increase for that fellow. Many people are blessed, but they are not using the power. So it it appears like there's no blessing. I don't know whether you're getting my point. Listen, let me tell you something. As a child of God, you must fight idleness like it's a disease. Say, I've looked for work. They have not employed me. Say, no problem. While I am looking for work, I shall be washing cars in this place. I will wash cars in the morning, go and look for work in the afternoon. That's a very righteous thing to do. I'm not kidding. While I'm looking for work, let me go and stand there and sell recharge card. While I'm looking for work, let me go to one restaurant and start cooking rice and serving fried rice. While I'm, you know, many people, while you are doing that, you will discover work. <laughs> I wake up in the morning, the last, last two years, you'll be waking up in the morning and making vocal. Who's paying for the call anyway? You wake 
Jacob in the way I wonder who, who, who gave you the credit. That's your friend. Ah, who gave me the honor? I better get credit for guy. Transfer for me. <laughs> David Paulson said something. That man is very funny. He said one day a man came to his house. A young man. They were about to eat. So the young man said, oh, you're about to have lunch? You know, English people. He said, yeah, oh, yes. All right. So they kept on talking. He kept on talking. After a while, the young man said, are you not going to have your lunch? He said, we will, as soon as you leave. <laughs> he said, we're waiting for you to go. Then we will eat the lunch. So the young man like, what? I was kind of hoping that I would join you. The person said, no, I'm sorry. My Bible forbids me from giving you food. The young man was curious. Where? Why? He opens the Bible and says, whoever will, will not walk, let him not eat. The young man got to open the door, waved the guy bye-bye, closed the door. Oh, before that, I told the guy, you're a lazy man. <laughs> he said, you're a professional student. There's a way this tough is. The guy could be doing one degree after the other. He said, when do you want to contribute to society? Because of their system there, you know, he could get scholarship, get loans. Ah. So he watched the guy for long. He said, look, listen, my friend, you're a professional student. People are always contributing to your life. So when are you going to start contributing to the life of other people? He said, the Bible has identified people like you to me. And he said, if you come, I wasn't give you food. He told the man, come and start going. He said, the young man, look him. Look, this wicked man of God. <laughs> and left. Returned, I think a year later. Knocked. I said, you can give me lunch now. <laughs> Why? The guy, okay, that is what he's not doing. He said, fine, sit down, let's eat. <laughs> the Lord is good. <laughs> I'm going to emphasize something. You are blessed. Amen? Amen? What it means is that you have been empowered. That's what I'm trying to say. No matter how powerful my car is, until I turn the ignition and make it go somewhere, I won't know the power. You are getting what I'm saying? Please turn to somebody and say, you have power. It's called a blessing. You have been empowered. You have been empowered. Tell the person, use them. Speak real English. Use them. That is it. That, no, that's the real English. All right? Yes. You have to use it. Many people listen. Why you are waiting? You say, I'm making calls. I'm looking for work. God says, listen. No problem. But wake up every day. For the first two hours, do something. Then go and look for work the rest of the time. Many will discover something great. In that one, they were just doing for a few hours. I hope you've gotten my point. Open your Bibles. I wanted to read something. The Lord is good. I said the Lord is good. You are blessed already. Amen. You have been blessed with every spiritual blessing. Amen. That is, you have every kind of enablement. Amen. That is what it means. Whatever you put your hands to do, it will prosper. Amen. Look at those hands, please. Let's talk to the hands. Say in the name of Jesus. In, Jesus. in these hands, hands. there is ability. Divine ability. Divine enablement. Whatever I put these hands to do, it will prosper. Notice it's to do. Are you getting my point? Not no, no, Whatever I put this hand to sleep, it shall sleep well. <laughs> these hands, say, to, say it, this hand has power. God's ability. I will put it to do something. And that thing will prosper. Says so in my blood. God put it there. Once I get up, 
Once I do something, it must prosper. Listen, between now and next year, at least three people listening to me here, who today you are currently flat broke, you will have enough to dash somebody a million naira. Also, just do what I have said. By December next year, you will have the ability to give out a million naira. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Why? Just take me. These hands are empowered already. That's what I'm going to emphasize. They are empowered already. And no economy can stop the manifestation of it. Amen. You know, people will be telling that their ancestral causes. I say, get up and let. You know, the Israel, there was something that God did with them. I don't know why the Lord did like that, but that's how He did it. He said, I've given you this land. And He left all the giants there. Left all the troublemakers there. Left all the trouble there. Why didn't you just clear the land? Then we'll get there. We don't find anybody. We know you are giving it to us. If I just give us the C of O. We'll now give the C of O to some lawyers and some um, policemen. They'll go there and drive everybody. Then we'll come and take it. He didn't do like that. He said, I have given you the land of this man. Now begin to contend with him in battle. Are you getting my point? Yes, sir. But you know what always happened? Everywhere Israel bothered to contend with the people in battle, they always collected the land. Yes, Many other people have not contended with poverty. Mm-hmm. I don't know whether you get my point. Yes, you have to contend with it. You can't just sit and let it just be harassing your soul. No, you can't just sit and let it be harassing your soul. God has given you ability. Are you getting my point? With that ability, you will overrun every territory previously taken by poverty. Amen. Sometimes Nigerians will sit down and be angry with people like Dangote. It makes me laugh. You know why I laugh? Remember we said something before? Every Christian uses something. No, every human being must use something. You can't just wake up in the morning, just go to the market, and you want to go and win in that market. There are principalities there. There are. Some men actually literally go every morning, they go to a particular shrine, offer something, to come and sell in that market. I told one of my friends, one of our brothers, I said one day, he saw this one live in Benin. You know what they call for one night? You know what they call for one night? All these calm guys. One of them took a call. When his phone rang, he parked his car, came out, took a tortoise, you know, tortoise, tortoise shell, put it down. And put his right foot on it to take the call. So if it is a juju na imagination, it's not imagination. People are actually doing it. Some Christians say, "Well, that one is making like this is something." Anybody that says that is insulting God. You know why? Men are supposed to use something. If you are not using something, you will fail. Why does he are insulting God? You are looking at that man. Don't mind him. He's doing well because he's using something. You know what God is saying? There's something I gave you. Why are you not using it? When you lay hands, you lay your hands on the door of your office. You don't know that's something. Wait. One day, just imagine it. Move away from your office in your mind. And imagine somebody gets to his door. He and his wife, they join hands. And you are seeing their mouth going like this. Won't you say they are using something? When you are praying, what do you think you are doing? are using something. The problem with Christians is that they don't use their something. 
they go to work and be wishing that things will go well. Don't wish. Put your hands on your hands on the door. I said, this office, in the name of Jesus, you will prosper. If I do it, such a matter, your neighbors will know that you are using something. If I bring oil, even if you don't like oil before, speak to the oil and pour it. So that when you prosper, they know you are using something. You now come and say, please, that's your oil. Who gave it to you? Say, do you want? <laughs> Listen, God will give you favor. Say amen. amen. If you arise and move into your promised land, the giants will flee before you. Amen. God will give you favor. Amen. He will give you wisdom. Amen. I wanted to emphasize that. He will give you what? Wisdom. You are blessed. Amen. You are blessed with favor. Amen. Remember, blessings are ability. You are blessed with wisdom. Amen. You are blessed with physical strength. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Let's go by it again. You are blessed with wisdom. Amen. You are blessed with favor. Amen. You are blessed with vision. Amen. You are blessed with insight. Amen. Let me say it. You, you are blessed with vision. Amen. That is in whatever you are doing, you will know what is going to come. Amen. I hope you are getting my point. Imagine that Joseph was a stockbroker. Are you getting my point? And he knew what, you know, this Brexit, 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 you know, are you getting my point? There are those that God showed visions. And because of that transaction, $500 million has changed hands into their hands. Yes, I mean, the moment the Brexit happened, you know, pounds went down, stock market went down. Some people, God woke them up and said, listen, oh boy, you know, you are, he that give it to me, that is, I use it to move money around. So what was going to happen? I wanted to know that that vote that's going to happen. It's going to be Brexited. That is, the Brexit people will win. As a result, this was going to happen to pounds. And there are guys who just say, eh, is that the case? They look. $200 million is available. Are you getting my point? They just quickly get up. No, the week before that, I know a man who's done it before. They just go, make some arrangement, collect 200 million pounds, move it into dollars. The week after Brexit, they return it and pay back the loans in the banks. The difference, the guy pockets $50 million and thanks you very much and worships the Lord and glorifies his name to the Lord my God that gave me the power to make this money. And I turn to him and say, Lord, what do I do with it? I'm serious. That is inside. Many people don't have that because God said, look, that's not your job. For example, if you're a preacher, why is God telling you that? He wants to go and start selling his own. <laughs> he said, why lead him into temptation? Before I know what's happening, I'm will be raising money now because he will spoil the whole gospel. So he won't tell you that. But in your own area, there's vision you need to have to succeed in what you need to do. Yes. Are you getting my point? Yes. That's why I say to you, you are blessed with vision. Amen. You are blessed with insight. Amen. You are blessed with foresight. Amen. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. There are businesses some people are learning today. God says it won't exist anymore after a few years. Yes. As I was driving down today, something came to my mind. I just said, all these cars moving up and down now. Give it another 20 years. You won't see... Car ownership will almost be a thing of the past because of the trend that the world is going into now. When you hear of Uber, something started it. Autom- uh, there's auto- uh, autonomous cars, all those kind of things. They will get all over the world. I've already read articles on it in which people say a time will come. There will be no need to own a car. You want a car, just take your phone. Ping, 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 ping. You press. You wait for five minutes. A car will wait. You enter the back, sit down, drop it where you are going. They've debited your small account of one tiny amount of money. It's cheaper than owning a car. The world's already going in that direction. 
There are tra- no, that's just the reality. There are trends that are coming. But the Bible says he has hidden wisdom for the upright. Listen, God wants to help his children so that you will not be blindsided. Things will happen you did not know they were going to happen. I hope you are getting my point here. Listen, you will have insight in Jesus' name. In that which you are doing, you will prosper by insight. You will prosper by favor. You will prosper by wisdom. You will know how to do things. Look, what people will do with 2 million naira, you will do with 500,000, you will get better results. That's what wisdom does for people. In the name of Jesus. That will be your portion. Listen, when you want to do anything, always pray to God for wisdom. You know what they call a curse, all right, in the Bible? One of the ways it manifests is lack of wisdom. You won't just think. God saves people that kind of trouble, gives you wisdom. Many of the things we are doing, we are just laboring needlessly. Your labor will not be with a blunt instrument in the name of Jesus. Wisdom will sharpen your instrument in the name of Jesus. I said wisdom will sharpen your instrument in the name of Jesus. Amen. You know, there are people who don't know how to use their money. When I say this, what I mean is this. There are things they should buy. In fact, I remember one, one supermarket downstairs. People will try to advise, look, this is your inventory. In this modern day, you can't be doing inventory with pencil and paper and with human head. Why don't you just allow people to help you computerize it and put barcodes and all of that? They will look at you as if, if not so, you know, where your own shop. Okay. People complained. They were down here. Then one day we woke up, they had disappeared. They were owing everybody. They had a lot of goods. They didn't know where it was going. That is what foolishness does. It removes people's ability to prosper. They don't know the condition of their flock. Are you getting my point? Listen. Foolishness is banished from your life in Jesus' name. Amen. Because you have been blessed already. Amen. You have been blessed with wisdom. Amen. You have been blessed with wisdom. Amen. Listen, God, listen, this is my prayer and prophecy for you. The Lord will give you wisdom so that your life in what you do, you will be efficient. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Your strength will not be wasted. Amen. You will not be cutting down a tree with a blunt axe. Amen. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Wisdom will show you what to sharpen. Wisdom will show you what to sharpen. It will show you how to use money to save money. Many people, that's their fear. They're afraid. They say, go for a particular training. No, I I don't want to go. Why? He's afraid of the money he will spend in going and coming. Meanwhile, if he bought that, what it will save him in his expenditure, he'll make that money back in two months. But it's it's not as if he doesn't want to. He doesn't understand it. He thinks it's foolishness. He doesn't know this is wisdom. And that's why God needs to open our eyes. And that's why I pray for everyone listening to me again today. God will give you wisdom in Jesus' name. You will make the right decisions. You will spend money wisely. Listen, you will employ the right people. All the Judases that will ruin your ministry, they will disappear from you. In the name of Jesus. You won't employ them. If they come to your office that day, you will not be around. Amen. God will protect you from them. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. God will remove the wife or the husband you are planning to marry that will not do you good. Amen. That relationship will scatter. Amen. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. You will not join your hands in matrimony with somebody who will not help you do the will of God. 
I don't care how much you love her or love him. Today, that love disappears. Amen. Yeah, that's a prayer and prophecy. In the name of Jesus, you are free to serve God. Amen. And now listen to this. He takes away one and he establishes another. The wife of God for you will come to you. Amen. The Eve that God made for you will come into your life. Amen. The Adam that God made you for is waiting for you. Amen. And you will discover him in the name of Jesus. Amen. I say you will discover him in the name of Jesus Christ. Let's, let's read our Bible. We're supposed to read somewhere, right? What did I say? Psalm 34, all right. The Lord is good. I said that the Lord is good. There's a particular verse I want here, but I just felt that let's read the Bible together. So we're going to read the whole psalm from verse 1 to verse 22. Uh, Whatever version you have, I think it would be good for us to read it together. Should I read one and read the next verse? I think that would be good. We're reading um, how many verses? 22 verses, all right. Let's start together. One, two, I'll read verse one, you'll read verse two. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Verse two. The humble will eat and rejoice. Verse three say, Oh, magnify the Lord with me, and let us exalt his name together. Verse four. I saw the Lord, and he answered me, and he delivered me from all my fears. They looked to him, and they were radiant. And their faces will never be ashamed. This woman cried, and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all his struggles. Sorry, just give me a second. I feel like reading that verse 5 again. <laughs> if you read King James, it says, okay, it said, They looked to him and they were lightened. King James says, My Bible says they were radiant. That is, their faces began to shine. It said, And their faces will never be ashamed. You know, sometimes you hear news and you suddenly become your weak. Just at home, they just call you. Say, praise the Lord, though. A younger brother just gained admission to law school. And they need 400,000. Now you go pay. <laughs> you know, news that should make you happy. When they say, hey, is that so? Did he check very well? <laughs> you don't want it, do <laughs> There are people that, no, their parents are praying that their children will feel jump. Because the boy passes. <laughs> School fees will appear. But at least if it feels now, you say, Pele, you have time to console each other. But daddy just goes, the boy just goes, daddy, 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 what? I got mission letter where? Covenant University, your folder. Your folder. It's what, what people look at sometimes makes their heart faint. That was the heart of many fail them when they behold the things that are going on around. But the Bible says in the midst of that, you know what happened? David encouraged himself in the Lord. Anytime we have such issues, what do we do? We turn out to God and just magnify his name and keep our eyes fixed on him. What happens? Even before, what Paul said, what God gives the peace of God that passes all understanding. Even before you see the money, joy comes into your heart. You start rejoicing with the man who just gained admission. Say, yes, ah, good, 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 good. Say, ah, your money is coming, your God is good. You start mag- and that's what the Bible means when they say they looked to him and they were radiant. Because they saw some other things and they were the other thing. Are you getting my voice? And you look at trouble, suddenly, you know, your heart will faint. But when you focus on God's word, your face will be lightened. Amen. Let me say that thing to you. You must practice to have a lightened face from God's word. Don't go around frowning your face. Yes, it's important. 
and walking on the road, you have a smile on your face. It's a sign of faith. There are signs of faith. Though. The way you talk, the way you smile. Everywhere I just, one day I saw one woman. I was passing. I passed. Then I came back. I said, Madam, smile. <laughs> she didn't even know I passed. And she was supposed to be acting as security in an area. She sat down like this, all looking despondent. I said, I just stopped. I said, Madam, smile now. Young lady, actually. I said, Madam, smile. She, you know, I kind of woke her up. I said, why are you looking so sad? Hmm. Oh, God, it's money. <laughs> I'm serious. I said, okay. I have some money in my bag. I opened the bag. I can't let some money. I said, please, smile. <laughs> I beg, let me just give you some more money, just so you can smile. I'm sure that lady will be wondering where this angel appeared from. Because after that, I left and she didn't see me. <laughs> the weight of her face made that part of the corridor dark. <laughs> Soaking away all the light from the environment. Listen, that doesn't bring us victory in the realm of the spirit. It doesn't. It doesn't. In the realm of the spirit, we must have a radiant face. Are you getting my point? Nobody, all right, wants to befriend somebody who's always pulling your spirit down. Nobody. If you won't, if you won't lift up my spirit, eh? go, that is go. I won't talk to you again. The Lord is good. Let's continue reading. Let's just, so he said, they looked to him and they were radiant and their faces were never ashamed. Verse 6, this poor man cried and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all his troubles. Say the angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him and rescues them. Verse six, eight. Go taste and see that the Lord is good. Now you notice something. What was this David saying? Was emphasizing that if a man is in trouble, that's what I'm trying to say. He needs to call upon God and taste that God can deliver him out of trouble. Because he said, how blessed is the man who takes refuge in him. Verse 9. Oh, fear the Lord, you his saints. For to those who fear him, there is no want. 